Good evening and welcome to Xbox Tavern's X-Pod Tavern, episode 106 on this lovely Sunday evening. I'm Jamie and as usual I'm joined by MPV Graham. Hello. Hello MPV Graham, how are you? I am spiffing, how are you? Good, wonderful, wonderful. We sort of rushed into this week's one, we didn't have a proper proper pre-chat beforehand but we'll get into that I'm sure when, throughout the course of the show. <laughs> no pleasantries. Yeah, no pleasantries this week. <laughs> uh, we've also, also got special guest Pete returning once again for his uh, monthly guest spot. Hello, special guest Pete, how are you? Hello, good evening. I'm well, thank you. How are you, James? Good, good. I'm spiffing. Absolutely good. splendid. Um, Two spiffing. Uh, yeah, double spiffing. And see if we can get a triple on the way. We've got Squatch Ruff Ross is back. Hello, Squatch Ruff Ross. Hello. How are you? Hello. Not too bad. Good, good. That's yeah. We're we're all uh, chirpy in good spirits and ready for a wonderful episode one hundred and six on this Sunday night at eight pm. Yes. Yes. Good. Thank you very much. Um, and we'll get into the news of the week and the games we played and various other bits and pieces. Hopefully you enjoy it. Please let us know in the comments and stuff if you are wonderful. Right, gentlemen, should we get into it? Shall we? Let's start off with us on a barrage of positivity, as we like to do, with um the news that. Basically, uh, 10 ton of games are shutting down. So, good work, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, admittedly, not all Xbox-related, but I'll just read through this little list we've got here. So, in the last week, they've announced that Rumbleverse, uh, Knockout City, Apex Mobile, Crossfire X, which is the biggest one, I think, in terms of Xbox side of things, uh, are shutting down their multiplayer and single-player in terms of Crossfire. And also, Bat for Bud is ending um, support. So, you should be able to play it, but there would be no more um updates on levels or dlc or whatever it's, it's done already and it's only been what just over a year since it's been out is that right um i have, I have to look and want to get further on but i mean it's always a shame to see stuff like this shutting down especially i mean we enjoyed rumbleverse grey when we played it admittedly we've yeah, played yeah. it since um i really enjoyed knockout city because we did that project game pass for, yeah, we did for a bit. June. like it's one like one of the earliest games we picked um and we already enjoyed it again. Haven't touched it since. Apex Mobile. I mean, that was. I don't. I'm, I'm surprised the Switch version isn't included in that. Um, I would have thought that would have been shut down as well, considering how poor that is. Um, and we'll get to Crossroads in a minute. But and Ross, Pete, Gray, any thoughts on why these games might be shutting down now? Are you sad to see them go? Do you think we might see more games being shut down? Or do you think perhaps yeah. some of these, I mean, so in terms of, uh, I think it was Rumbleverse, they said it's going, but they want to try and bring it back in some form in the future. I'll read the thing in a minute, but just get impre- initial impressions from everybody. Yeah. What do you I'm think? Not surprised. Of um, I mean, the market is obviously forever changing. Mm-hmm. And if there's not enough volume to warrant keeping the servers open, then I can see this thing happening quite often. And definitely with more to come it's a shame about rumble burst because as you say it was good to find but sometimes when there's just a good niche of people that just are too good at it you just lose interest quite quickly and you just never come back around to it because knockout city had that rumble burst had that just a key chunk of people i'm surprised like format days to have it but it's just one of those if it doesn't hook enough people and keep them coming back then this is always likely to happen yeah, I mean, especially with Rumbleverse, like you said, obviously the skill gap was quite the like you said, you got the hardcore people, and then you got the people who just want to pop in and have a quick bit of fun. Mm-hmm. But they decided this one really quickly. I was just reading through that just there. It's by the time it shuts out on the twenty eighth of February, it will have only been alive for like six months, mm. which is, I mean, insane really that they didn't give it more of a push, especially considering Epic are back back in it. Obviously, they got Fortnite and Rocket League and, and things like that. Um, 
Pete, um, Pete and uh, Ross, did you play Rumbleverse at all? No, no, I I, no. Knockout was the yeah, Knockout set was the one I played. Um, just spinning off what you were saying about like how long they've they've sort of gave it to run. Even even if the play count was down, I think it's shambolic from the developers to sort of give up on a game that quick. Any of these games, to be fair. I mean, if you look at like how rough a launch sort of like PUBG had on console, it was like you could you you were 30, 40 settings in the game before textures were even rendering. Um yeah. like the launch quality for PUBG was atrocious. But they persevered, they stuck at it, they went free to play, and it's got a massive player base now. Uh, you've got players who commit hundreds of hours into that game. Um just because something has a bad launch, yeah, it's not ideal, it's not great, but it doesn't mean you abandon your project. Um, mm. Cyberpunk's another one, slightly different type of game, but again, it was played with nothing but issues when it launched. Uh, CD Projekt Red didn't give up on it, brought it back, and it was the most played game on Steam over the sort of Christmas period. So, for to give them up that quickly, and I get sort of Crossfire X was terrible. Um, it had all the makings of being a great game, and then when you loaded it up, it was it was diabolically bad. But don't give up. I mean start throwing free stuff at customers just to try and keep people around and then work on it and bring it back as a better version of what you'd initially intended. Yeah, especially, again, sort of sticking with Rumbleverse for the moment. It had a really good premise because although you've obviously got fling at Fortnite and Rocket League and PUBG, like you say, it was a battle royale, much like 10 ton of other battle royales, but it was a melee-focused wrestling one where the matches were, what, 10 minutes apiece, really, if, if that? Um, yeah. And it had full potential for things like Fortnite with like new skins, new moves, new arenas, perhaps new combos and stuff like that. Whereas they've obviously seen people go, well, I've got a bit bored of this thing. I had to give up. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, they, there was no, as far as I remember, there was no WWE licensing going on, no AEW, no impact, no, no sort of attempt to bring in the real world of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you like. Um, which I think might have given it a bit more of a boost if they've got... I mean, The Undertaker's in fucking Rainbow Six. Why can't he appear in Rumbleverse and give a few choke slams or something? Um, Who was the other one? Was it Becky Lynch? Becky Lynch, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it seems mad that, the, like you said, after six months of giving it up, they've stopped uh, like real money purchases, I think, already, uh, and they're going to just shut everything off at the end of the month, which is a shame because, I mean, what was the other one that they're doing... Uh, Knockout City, I think, are providing um, sort of private service. You can still play with your friends if you want, but you're sort of hosting the matches, whereas R- Rumbleverse is just going God, gone completely. Um, I see. Yeah, so Rumbleverse is going six months, not very good. Knockout City had a bit of a better innings. I think it's just over two years, um, but their season nine will be the final season. And then on June 6th, 2023, uh, they were shut down and it would be no longer playable. Um, except, like I said, I'm sure they said mentioned somewhere that they're going to try and get dedicated servers so you can play like private matches with your friends and stuff. Um, look, I said it was really good. Pete, did you play that? I forget if, if you joined. I did, yeah. I, yeah, I got through the tour and I played a couple of matches and it was uh, it was decent. I quite liked it. You could like it was quite easy to quite uh, sabotage people with the blocking and the deflector, and you could just yeah, yeah it was enjoyable. But um, I think. Graham's sort of touched it earlier. I think we're now in this era of game, this era of gaming now, where because every game now is online only and it's live service. If it doesn't hit the ground, then it's it's gone. Um, yeah, yeah. They're obviously not making any money from it. 
Otherwise, <laughs> it would still be hanging around. <laughs> yeah, well, th- this game had a bit of a weird launch as well because mm. I think it launched free for like two weeks. Then it went to a paid, uh, whatever it was, 20, 30 quid entry fee. And then it went on Game Pass. And then they took it off of Game Pass and did a free-to-play launch with uh, Season 4 or 5, whatever it was. And then they've just kind of been slowly quiet until up until now where they said, actually, we're going to shut this down. Yeah. I mean, um, Ross mentioned PUBG. Uh, I think what worked for that is you paid for it. And then when it went to free-to-play, for free to play, I think that's when their Season Pass came in. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, yeah. Like but that's what I'm saying. Right. They they um, they pivoted and adapted. They realised, right, shit, this hasn't worked. We're not going to just give up on the project. We're going to change the way that we've looked at doing this. Take like ideas from other games like Fortnite with your battle pass and stuff like that, and we'll move forward doing that. They didn't just go, oh well, that was a waste of time. Let's move on to the next project. Yeah, yeah. and the thing is, a game like Knockout City, it's not. <laughs> All the players that have that do have free time, <laughs> you know, it's not going to dethrone the likes of Fortnite, PUBG, Apex, yeah. you know, Call of yeah. Duty. You know, I, I think because of the Warzone, because that's free to play, I think that will be a definite for a lot of these games, battle royal games like that, that will want to try and, you know, make it into the world. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you said, there's only so much time in the in the day, so much time in people's lives where they got time to free to play any games. So, are you going to pick Fortnite? All your friends are playing, or are you going to pick Knockout City that like half a dozen people are playing, possibly mm-hmm. if you're lucky? Um, yes, it's, it's a shame because I think out of the two, I didn't draw Robberverse, but I think I much preferred Knockout City. It was a lot more immediate fun and sort of getting into the nitty gritty of the dodgeball mechanics was was uh, was a lot of fun. Um, we will we move on to where's the next one gone? Sorry, I've lost my list. Uh, we'll go into Back for Blood quickly then, and then we'll get back to Crossfire X. So obviously it's not shutting down. You can still play it, um, but there's, there's ending support already, which I suppose is, isn't so bad. But it's what just over a year since they released it, and they were already like, right, we're moving on. Have the game is what it is. Good luck. Um, again, much like the other ones, we sort of played it for a little while, had fun with it. Well, I think me and Ross had fun with it. I don't know about it, Graham, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then. We kind of haven't touched it since. It's still installed on my hard drive, I think. I just never got back to it. Um, anyone still keen to play some more of this? Or would you, would you be bothered if they said, actually, you know what, shutting down. We've got rid of Evolve. We've got rid of Left 4 Dead. Let's get rid of it. It never one. gave me the same happy feeling as um, Left 4 Dead. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest insult you can put towards it. It was meant to be a spiritual successor. But it just something about it just didn't click with me the way that the the Left 4 Dead series were and the group idea of sort of go blasting through it with your mates. I just, I don't know, something that even when we played it as like Game Pass Roulette, or the Game Pass, probably the Game Pass, sorry. I just, I never, uh, it was fun and it was a good laugh while we were doing it, but it never gave me that, right, tonight, the next night I want to be back on and play another map and try and do the challenges that we missed and yeah. try and do X, Y and Z. I just was like, if somebody wanted to play it, I'd be like, oh yeah, no worries. But I would never have like scheduled time to say, right, that's what I want to play this week. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I'm with you there. I'd never really felt that urge to to go back to it. I think part of it put me off. Sorry, Pete, I'll let you carry on. And, and I'll cut me cut you off. Um, <laughs> was Left 4 Dead was so simple. It's like an arcade game. You jump in, you run for a level, pick up weapons and kill things. Whereas Back for Blood, you've got the cards, you've got the different um, like upgrades and stuff. You can get the gold coins, all that sort of gubbins, like live service games do. Where you got to put time in to invest to build up your character, whereas Left 4 Dead was as simple as it as it could be, um, and that's what sort of what put me off a little bit. I didn't really want to put the time in to make sure I had a decent chance of surviving. Um, Pete, what were you going to say? 
No, I was going to mention what you said about the cards. It was just, it tried too hard to be the Left 4 Dead successor. Um, like you said, with the cards. The other thing that also put me off as well is I remember playing around. I think you were there, Jay, along with Ian. I know Graham was there because uh, I remember he set up that minigun or some kind of turret oh, yeah, on the back of a car. There was like nothing behind him, just random bit of rock land. And then I'm on top of the, the barn opposite. And then all I can see is just mobs spawning out of the wall behind Graham. I'm like, well, you've got no chance if, you, if yeah. you're doing that. You know, uh, it was always just kind of like run, 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 bash, bash, bash. There was no kind of like strategic play for it for me, which in Left 4 Dead there kind of was. Um, like whether it was, you know, sneaking around witches, maybe you want to try and one shot in the face, you know, you could obviously listen out for the sounds. Whereas in Back for Blood, even the kind of the mini bosses, what they were, just seemed to spawn out of nowhere. Who was yeah. sneaking past witches? Yeah, well, it, yeah, that was full, that was full shotguns to the face. Yeah, well, if that's the thing, if, Bring if, it, if, bitch. If, if, if no, if no one had a shotgun, you would we just okay. No one's got a shotgun. No, okay, let's just carefully you make our way. <laughs> you know, and yeah, you can yeah, see I, JB and the like Leroy Jenkins in the group. Oh, exactly, yeah, I've heard him all the time. Uh, all the time. I heard he'd run off and get liquid from some. You know, from, <laughs> where are you, Jay? Oh, he's over there. For fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm really um, miles away. But no, I mean, I can handle when mobs just spawn out of nowhere. But when you've got mini, like mini bosses, like those guys, they, they all kind of look the same. They were those giant hammers for hands, and yeah. you'd be on a car, and all of a sudden, oh shit, there's one behind me, and just smacking you like, well, what can I? I've got no defense because he literally spawned behind me. Um, I think that was a big issue. It did feel a lot harder to play, I thought, than, than Left yeah. 4 Dead, even on whatever the normal difficulty was. Um, but yeah, so again, not shutting down, but it's just they've, they're sort of moving on now, so there'll be no more upgrades or DLC or, or what have you to it, which um, for those, I imagine it's still a fairly popular game, but obviously not enough to keep them around. It's and still then, on Game Pass, right? It's still on Game Pass, yes. yes. We need something online like Back for Dead. So it takes like some elements from Back for Blood because like the guns, like the actual gun uh, design and things like that, was mm. a m- massive upgrade from Left 4 Dead. Yeah, and I didn't mind the fact that you could upgrade certain pieces with the cards. I wasn't the card system wasn't too terrible. wasn't my favorite feature, but I can see why they've done it. Bits and pieces that you could take from that, put it in a Left 4 Dead, and then roll it all in together and make like a new type that style of game. Yeah, thing is with yeah, the card yeah. system, wasn't it potluck what you got? At the end of each level, yeah. So yeah, yeah well, there was was there not certain ones that you could you could get by doing certain things in the level, and it told you beforehand that not. I think I so, remember. yeah. But you also, when you took your deck out with you, you only got one card every section of the level, didn't you? So you get hmm. like, uh, now I'm I've ten percent faster, or now I can reload my gun three times faster. It was potluck what you were out of the ones you took with you, as well as potluck what you actually managed to earn. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of of that idea and things. Um, but Xbox more well, so more Xbox related. Like I said, Apex Mobile shutting down. I think this they announced that they cancelled the Battlefield Mobile version as well, which uh, uh, again, not really any of our cup of tea, but it's just another casualty in in the ongoing thing of cancellations. But the big one for Xbox again, like I said, is Crossfire X has been shut down. But this is also included in its single player mode. So it released last year. Um, let me see if I can find a date in this article quickly. Uh, it doesn't matter. Last year, at some point, anyway, Dan Dan reviewed it. He quite enjoyed the single player to an extent, but the multiplayer was fucking dreadful. Um, but it come in two bits, and it's I think Game Pass gave you set, like the first act, and then you had to buy the second act. 
uh, and then obviously the multiplayer was just included on Game Pass. And I, I don't remember if the multiplayer was actually free to play or if it was included, whatever, doesn't matter at this point, they're shutting it down. But now they're shutting down the multiplayer, so now we play that after May 18th. And even if you bought the single player stuff, you're not going to, be able to play that either, which I think is um, criminal. Cri- yeah, you used a good word earlier. I can't remember what you said now, but yeah, it's criminal. It's fucking uh, like what? Not even a year since it's been released. Um, oh, sorry, uh, February last year. So yeah, a year basically, just over a year. Um, and even though the game wasn't good, people who purchased it should see better play the single player stuff offline. But no, you can't even do that anymore. And that is utter utter bullshit. I mean. Especially for such a a game that was quite hi- quite highly hyped by Xbox, wasn't it? When they announced it, Crossfire X is coming to Xbox, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is that?" And all the Chinese players are like, "Yeah," because they love Crossfire, supposedly. Um, and now they're shutting it down, and basically any what twenty thirty quid you spent on single player, if you did, you're now shit out. It's of gone. Luck. Yeah. I, so I think. Sorry, without trying to sidebar too much, I think this is why obviously Red the Redfall game that's coming out soon. I think that's a lot of people have been put them off by the fact that yes, it's got a single player, but you have to be online. If if after six months, mm. a year, that's doing poorly and they decide to shut it down, you can't even play yeah. single player on that. It's so. it's the same thing with things like Anthem and stuff like that, and it where it's more yep. it's all about connection being connected to the internet. And at least with those games, I would imagine, especially Redfall. By the time they do come to shut it down, if they do, there must be some sort of way to play it solo without getting any updates or whatever. Just just so you can just still play it if you want to. But this to, to, to not even be like you know existing players can or existing purchases or, or will be honoured, whatever. It's just utter utter nonsense. Um, and it's not even like it's a decade down the line, like a year later. Um. Yeah, utter, utter fucking ridiculousness. I know your your mate in Xbox Tavern friend, uh, Ryan Brown from, uh, is this Super Rare Games he's at now? I forget. Yeah. Toad's yeah. Anime, yeah. Um, he's a big uh, like proponent of like physical media and mm. preservation of games, as you should do. And something like yeah. this is just going to strengthen his, his type of argument where the digital side is bad and games i mean there's loads of games being shut down that you can't play anymore like phones and mobile and stuff yeah. like that I mean, I mean you think this what's is gonna the happen, first big one i think for us what's for gonna us. happen to all the physical copies of crossfire x out there like they're useless we, they're useless yeah <laughs> absolutely useless you know i mean i don't i don't know if, if many of them were sold if, if there were even any there out there but it's just nonsense like why why take away the single <laughs> thing they were useless to begin with i mean yeah i mean i would based on the quality of the game <laughs> it's probably not surprising but it just it, it does make you slightly concerned because I mean we've obviously got fucking hundreds of games on our Xbox that we've built over the years and stuff digitally, and I think all of them are safe-ish. But who's to say that you know in a few years' time they might shut down Halo Infinite's single-player campaign and be like, no, you can't play it anymore. Sorry, goodbye. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit concerning. Obviously, it's a bit of a different game to Crossfire X, which is uh, as we said. That's a small shit. small difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So May 18th is shutting down, and um, according to Smilegate, the developers decided to ended support as decided to end support for the title because the game was ultimately not where it needed to be. As you said, Ross, fucking make it where it needs to be. Then, yeah. Don't be like, oh fuck off. I've had enough now. Yeah, yeah that's it. it. Taking my toys, going home. Fuck it. No, that 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 pisses me off more than I mean see if they did see the turn and say if it was like a smaller company and turn and say financial constraints mean 
we can't develop it the way that we want to because we just don't have the resources to do it. And that's fine. Money's money. It makes the world go round. That's fine. But don't just be like, oh, well, we couldn't get it to where we wanted it to go, so we thought we would just give the fuck up. Yeah, just shut it down a year later, whatever. It doesn't matter. No one's playing it anyway. I mean, chances are no one is playing it anyway, so it's not the end of the world. But No. Mm-hmm. But for I mean, the people who did buy it with mm-hmm. the hype that went through it, mm-hmm. that's just yeah, bullshit no. on them. It's just, yeah, it's it's gone to not even be like, I mean, Summer Games, what was it, uh, was it Babylon's Fall recently that shut down after like a, two months or something? Yeah, the PlayStation they offered offered some sort of, if not a refund for the purchase, then some sort of compensation back to the people who bought it because yeah. they were like, well, you, you spent all his money on it, let's give you something back for it. And there's been a couple of couple of other examples of that, but here they've just gone like, what's that, sorry? Money? No, 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 no sorry, not having any of that, sorry, I'm not having this. Um, yeah, because yeah. obviously we've seen Stadia recently. Didn't uh, didn't Google do something to Stadia? They, they they unlocked it so you can play it with anything or something. Didn't they? Oh, Google is a perfect example. Thank you for yeah. the re- reminder. Even was it two years? It lasted probably. Mm. They refunded everybody's um, initial controller and hardware purchase. They refunded their subscriptions for Stadia Pro, whatever it's called. Uh, they refunded all the games and they let you keep the controller and use it as a Bluetooth one on your computer or phone or whatever as well. So effectively, you got two years of games and gaming service out of Google and a controller for free because they just gave everybody all their money back. So people, I saw one person, he said he got like £4,000 back for all the wow. money he'd spent on over the two years. I'm like, that's a lot of money for, that's a lot of money yeah. in cloud gaming. 4000 for two years? <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it might have been dollars, I'm not sure, but still, either way. I mean, even still, that's holy That's fuck. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. You spent all that money to begin with. He doesn't deserve that back. I should just go to charity or something. Yeah. He doesn't need it back. That guy clearly has no concept of money. That's exactly. the definition of disposable income for you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm sure it was some sort of influence or streamer time, I'm not sure. But um but yeah, the idea is that Google gave back probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds back to people and Smilegate are like, no, we're just gonna take it away from you. So yeah, bye. So, I mean, no one's going to look at their next game and be like, oh, you know what? I might pick that up actually day one. Nah, no, yeah, they put it on there, but from the makers of Crossfire, <laughs> the makers and destroyers of money, uh, <laughs> games. Yeah. So, yeah, so obviously we've got lots of games coming, being shut down. I think the main thing really is there's going to be more. There's, there's, because there's plenty of live service games. I, I was watching um, Jim Sterling's videos recently and they've been talking about. Uh, all these types of Square and shut down, like Marvel's Avengers. Um, there's a couple of Final Fantasy mobile games. There's the Chocobo Racing one. And there were like five or six games that just Square Enix shut down within a week. And then you've got all of these ones that have just shut down this week. And there's, there's going to be more. I mean, there's more Battle Royales coming out. Things like Evil Dead, the game I saw, just released a, a Battle Royale mode. That's not going to last very long, is it really? It's free to play, again, granted. But are you going to play Fortnite with your friends? Or are you going to play Evil Dead with... Probably half a dozen people who you don't know. It's just, it seems we've reached a point of saturation with battle rails. We need to have, leave. I, I, everybody wants the money, I get that, but it's not going to work, is it? Unless you've got something really, really special on your hands. And even it's, something like Halo, which come out with it free to play multiplayer, is struggling like a bastard. And if Halo can't beat Fortnite and Apex and Call of Duty, what chances fucking it's got to have that it's got to have that unique selling factor for a battle royale so fortnite has the building which east even if we don't like it it's it's part of the mechanic it makes for a unique experience in regards to a battle royale warzone had the call of duty name behind it it was always going to do well 
Apex had something different with the three-man squad. It's in the Titan universe. The operators are doing something different because they've all got unique abilities, uh, whereas like in Fortnite, you've just got your character. Um, even PUBG in the extent, because it's got a more realistic feel than other Battle Royales idea, you you tend to find that you maybe only have to hit somebody three times and they're, they're down, whereas in PUBG, uh, Fortnite, you've got fucking shield and then 20 shots after that, they're still jumping around, emoting and fucking teabagging you. <laughs> um, so they've all got something that's a bit unique to them, whereas these games who just think they could just say, right, we'll get loads of people on the same server and it's a Battle Royale, so therefore it's going to make money. Yeah, I mean, even Forza Horizon tried it, didn't they? That yeah, with that, fun. that was a good fun concept because yeah. it was in cars. But I wonder if they'll try it again later with uh, Forza Motorsport rather than in a battle royal, more like an elimination battle royal, if that makes sense. I was gonna say, like just players, a destruction yeah. derby, <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's the problem, isn't it? You've got so, like you said, all these companies go, oh, yeah, just release a battle royale, it makes loads of money, but you've got to have yeah. something special about you to compete with what's already there. And when it doesn't work because it's not going to work. You need yeah, to I mean, either stump up and say, right, let's just keep the game up and you can play it and we're not going to bother with it, like updating it anymore, or give people their purchase back or find some other way to to, to look after your players. Because mm. it was like a couple of good ones that were pre-Warzone. There was that medieval one that I can't remember the name of. Um, For Honor. Was it? No, not For Honor. It was... Um, I can't remember. It's rubbish. Forget that. Um, there was another... What was the one that we played? Us us four we played an online one it was uh there was like a master and you you could bomb there was like four squares are you allowed to talk about this on the podcast years ago i mean like masters and telling you what to do that seems like that's a different type of game <laughs> i mean like dan's not on the show just now yeah i got my leather cha- chaps upstairs and <laughs> did anybody else play spellbreak when that came out because i reviewed that i thought was that, that was fucking excellent. no that was the magic based one so you, it was teams of three again i think and yeah, we'll you, it, you had like two different magic spells one in each hand and you could combine the powers to to attack mm. like fire and wind would make a big like fire tornado that thing. I thought it was excellent. I had a great time playing it. I think I played definitely play with Ian a little bit. No, I played um, it with you as well. And then and yeah, yeah, we played it together and it was excellent. Too many ninjas. Really enjoyed it. Went back to it after a month of not playing it, got absolutely destroyed. And then about uh, probably less than a year later, they shut that down as well. And that was definitely one of the if any of them were gonna make it, I think that was gonna be the one that would have done it because it had had everything it needed to, it just just didn't quite surmount that sort of next level where it needed to get to. Um, and yeah, there's there's loads, there's been loads, there'll be loads more. No one's going to learn their lessons, not until some other new fad comes out. We've had loot boxes, we've got battle royales now, and then next it will be remakes. Why not remakes? Ah, hmm. <laughs> stop with the remakes. Don't stop with the remakes. Not until after March. Um, but yeah. So it's a shame that all these games are shutting down. It's like again, Knockout City is good fun. Rumbleverse is good fun. When you can find a game or when you're not getting absolutely destroyed by fucking next level Roman Reigns type ninjas you just don't want to lose ever. Um yeah, so go play them while you still got a chance. Rumbleverse ends, like I said, the end of the month, so you've only got a couple of weeks. Quite like to have another quick game of that before it ends if if anyone's up for it, but we'll uh, yeah. uh yeah, we'll have a go. Have a little, have a little wrestle in the grapple. What's it called? Grapple, Grapple City, in it. I think that's what the uh, location's called in the game. 
See, it's got everything you needed. Just if it just needed that extra push from Tons some like well. partnerships or something, but never mind. Anyway, I think that's almost half an hour of of whinging about things leaving leaving <laughs> us and and going away. It's a shame. Go play the games while they can and let us know your thoughts and stuff. But let's get onto some more positive news, shall we? And last week, week before last, sorry, High Fire Brush was announced. <gasps> da, 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 da. And it's been wonderful. We've all been playing it, I believe. Looking at you, special guest Pete. Um, and uh, supposedly on Steam, at least, according to VGC here, that it sold pretty damn well. In fact, it sold well, even better than Forspoken. I don't want to get into the Forspoken stuff because it's been shit on enough. We can worry about that. But the whole gist of this is that Hi Fi Rush is sold well on Steam despite being free on Game Pass on PC and Xbox. And the way that this chart that they've got here it like registers it it does it by money made not copy sold so for say uh, sorry hi-fi rushes has outsold something like forsaken despite costing what a third of the price yeah it's, i think for what for what i got for reading it was like for uh, spoken was 70 dollars i think it was and hi-fi rush was 30 so for it to be ahead in the steam charts you're almost having to sell like one and a almost one and a half two and a half times the copies um, to make up one sale for Spoken so that's always what they were giving it massive praise for there was a couple of caveats saying like so like pre-orders don't get counted in it so if like a million more people pre-ordered for Spoken that wouldn't show in it's accumulative total so that would be more money um, there was uh, different editions don't get counted as one sale. So if somebody bought the first spoken deluxe edition, that doesn't get counted in the base version's total sales. So there was a couple of wee things that they could sort of caveat it with. I think what they were basically saying is a small indie game that was no hype behind it and was just dropped out of nowhere has came out the blocks and flew, and it has been pretty much overall. I think I've seen a couple of review bombs, but most genuine reviews of it have been high 70s, 80s, even up into the 90s um, for what they've managed to do. Um, I think even I've seen somebody who had sort of two conflicting reports. It was like when they wrote an article about it, they gave it a low score and then they said, even if you suck at rhythm games, you can still get a lot of enjoyment out of it because it's that good a game. You don't need to rely solely on the rhythm side of it to have fun. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, because it sort of controls the rhythm, like you're saying, even if you've got no sense of time and you can still get through it. Mm. But if you've got a sense of time and you just get a better score and, and you probably yeah. just uh, enjoy it a little bit more. I did <clears throat> I did try and play some, I think I said in our group chat, with cloud gaming yeah, and cloud. Bluetooth headphones and the, the lag between the cloud and the Bluetooth and the controller I was using, it, it, it completely put me off. But um I've I've been enjoying it a little bit. I haven't played as much as I would like this week because I'm playing too many other things. But it's good that it's doing well. Obviously, High Fire Rush deserves all the love. Pete, have you have you played much of it yet? I'll, we'll talk about it now, and then we don't got to come back to it later on. Uh, yeah, I got to the uh, I completed the first boss, the big old robot, uh, and then that was enough for me to, you know, this is what the game is going to be like for the rest of the <laughs> the rest of the how many hours it takes to complete. So, I mean, it looks absolutely awesome. It's probably the best looking several shaded game out there now mm. but um something about it it was just all a bit i don't know like it didn't grab me let's put it that way i mean i'm i like rhythm based rhythm based games but this one just didn't 
hit the spot with me, especially because I had the because I used quick resume and it was just that little bit of button lag. So I, it was so like you said, Jay, it, it was so hard to get it right. Yeah. With the button pushes and it was just constantly annoying. Um, but yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, but I, well, I should have didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have already introed it with it. It's it's our Project Game Pass game for the month of February, which is Project Game Pass. When we pick a game for Game Pass, we play it for the month, we discuss it, and we rate it at the end of the month, and then we move on to the next game. Um, yeah, so this month's is Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, Ross, have you played some more of it? You say? No, I'm a month behind. You're a month. <laughs> you still playing Deathloop? I put a lot of hours in the Deathloop, if that makes it good. up for it. Good, good man. We'll, we'll get to that later on. What, what about yourself, Graham? Have you played some more Hi-Fi Rush this week? I have. Uh, I've at least put like an hour's worth into it. And for the most part, I agree. The, sort of the ribbon-based bit is quite quite awesome. The, the, the graphics are pretty cool as well. I think the main bit that doesn't grab me the same way is probably what Peter's. It's just the main character is quite annoying. I think he's what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. He's... <laughs> A bit of a tip, and that's killing the buzz a little bit for me. So, yeah, I mean, it's, outside it's, of that, it's, it's fine, definitely but... original, but yeah, yeah. As an original game, it's quite cool. It's it is okay playing it, and sort of the timing based combat is pretty good. But it's just, yeah, he's kind of killing it a little bit for me because he's a bit of a douchebag. Yeah, this yeah. was Xbox exclusive, right? Yes, yes, from yeah. Tango Gameworks, the... yeah. Microsoft family exclusive. I think is what the. But... Have put out as the only thing with this game is it's it feels like it's a one and done. Um, I doubt people will go through for a second or a third playthrough, um, and I think that kind of highlights trying to say, try not to sound too negative, but like what's wrong? Well, not wrong, but what's happened with the game industry now is like no one seems to be able to build a franchise from scratch, everything's all about you know remakes and remaster that kind of stuff. Um, and Hi-Fi Rush, as good as it is, I doubt there'll be a number two. A bit like, um, was it Sunset Overdrive that launched yeah. with the Xbox One? Yeah. You know, that's, I think Hi-Fi Rush is going to have the same kind of fate as that game. People will like it the first couple of weeks and it'll just go, whoop. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, especially for being such a um, sort of left turn from uh, Tango Gameworks, usual stuff like proper sort of psychological survival horror type stuff. I think part of the reason it's sort of got a big boost in popularity is just because A, it was a surprise release, B, it looks incredible, and C, it's not what people were expecting from them next. So everyone's gone, well, sure, I've got to check this game out. And it, I, I'm really enjoying it. I've, again, I've only played a little bit this week because I'm too busy trying to review something else. But um, yeah, I think it's it's got potential for perhaps another another game not necessarily a sequel but maybe like a spin-off or something down the line but like you said mm-hmm. it's more of an alpha now this is hi-fi rush right that's it right what's the next game type thing so they're obviously hopefully they're going to get back to evil within or something at some point but um, i mean if anyone's yeah. played hi-fi rush and has completed it and knows there's a cliffhanger at the end let us know because <laughs> <laughs> that might allude to another two you know i, I don't know i mean this, this is true you know you get some dlc songs in there from from well whoever what kind of crazy artists you could get in there um but yeah, so I know Ian's been enjoying it. Obviously, he's not here this week, so he can talk to us about it next week when he's back. Uh, the week after, sorry, when he's back. Um, but yeah, we'll play some more throughout the rest of the month and we should report back on that. Look at that sneak in the Project Game Pass in there nice and early this week. Love Get it in there. Well, Pete, you said something very interesting just a second ago. 
you said the gaming industry is is dying a death because it's focusing on remakes. So I want to talk about remakes, okay. specifically <laughs> one very up, very exciting upcoming remake, um, which That's I don't know if you lot have, you lot have ever heard of. A little game called Resident Evil Four. Uh, it's coming out in March, so we've got just over a month and a bit to go. Um, <clears throat> they they got a game, big game informer cover article on it, twelve page feature. It says here. Uh, it showcases various things. Obviously, I don't have game before former in the UK, so I can't read it. Um, not properly, anyway. Uh, but VGC are sort of giving it a quick rundown. Um, they've given update on new aspects, including addition of side quests. So there's little blue flies lying around you can pick up, and they'll give you uh, a, a side quest to do, which will give you a new bonus when you meet the merchant. I watched the 12 minute demo that they put up on their YouTube earlier on. I was trying to avoid watching it, but I thought I've, I've got to watch it just to see what it's all about. And it, I mean, it looks fucking brilliant, obviously, but the whole idea with the side quest is you pick it up and it's like, Kill, kill certain enemies in this area or destroy certain gravestones or something and come back to it and then you get extra unlocks in the in the store um you've that's got, not a side quest it's, it's more <laughs> that's it's an more objective like, yeah it's more like side objectives i would say more than quests i think it's probably the better way to put it um i'm sure there's more there's one way you gotta get kill a dog it says uh, it's like a mutated dog um but they didn't go into that because they didn't want to spoil it for the demo <clears throat> um I- are you worried, like in terms of Capcom, are you worried at all about the speed they seem to be spewing these Resident Evil games out, like remakes and seven and eight? It seems to be almost Absolutely like not. a Absolutely. saturation <laughs> at this point. I mean, Absolutely. I know you're fine. Obviously, you're fine. But so if you're not worried, then obviously the super fans won't be. But I don't know. I just yeah, but, every but, week there's Resident Evil, Resident Evil. It's like hmm. But what's what's the issue now with Jay's is he's had his Resident Evil remake, he's had his Resident Evil 2 remake, he's had his Resident Evil 4 remake. And we all know which number comes after four, don't we, Jay? Yes. <laughs> Code Veronica, yes. So but they'll skip five and just remaster village again. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. They'll do do what was it, five or six? Five just six, just to piss Jay off. Do you know what? What, what's, what's the game that rivals Ocarina of Time for number of editions? Is that two? <laughs> uh, I can't That's remember. That's the one they'll do yeah. again. Yeah, Skyrim. I would love yeah. for them to do five and six so they can make them good. That would be lovely. Five was fantastic. Six, six has got a really good premise of like all the different characters finally coming together, but they just shit it out. In a five was fantastic, way. and I won't hear anything other. And it's used, you are triggering me tonight because he keeps saying saturation. And all I can think is the bit with Wesker at the end with his complete global saturation. <laughs> Every <laughs> single time you say it to me, I just say flashbacks here on the yeah. plane. Yeah. Oh, anyway, anyway, back to Resident Evil Four. I won't. I won't spend too much longer on it because in just over a month or so, all you're going to hear about is Resident Evil Four. Um, but it's good. They've updated the way Ashley works, so she no longer has a health bar. When I said enter a down state when she takes too much damage, and then you got to revive her before she gets hit again, and she dies rather than being fucking a massive hindrance. Now she's just going to be a slightly less of a hindrance. Um, you can also do two per- two person puzzles with her, not two player, two person puzzles. And Leon's now able to uh, melee defend himself with a knife that will break if you Whoa. use it too much. You can upgrade and blah, blah, blah. Um, the 12-minute gameplay they put on YouTube, uh, it looks fucking brilliant. They skip through quite a lot, so it's not one solid section. Um, and I'm very excited about this. I know no one else cares. I'm not even going to pretend to ask if anyone else is interested <laughs> in this. I just had to bring it up. Um I'll, I'll admit, I'll play it. Because I, like I say, I, I missed the sort of, I missed the original 
Resi 4 because I didn't have the appropriate console. Um, so I missed that and I've not managed to pick up on any of the upspuffs and remakes and remasters. And I am playing the VR one, I suppose, but it'd be nice to play it on the console and just see how it run. There it goes. Yes, yes, very much excited, especially based on Resident Evil 2 and lesser so the 3 remake, like how they revamped it and rejigged it and stuff. I'm very excited to play Resident Evil 4 very, very soon indeed. Yes, looking forward to it. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on from Resident Evil. I will be here even longer all night. Um, just very quickly, Halo Infinite, they got no story DLC planned. There's a new Halo online game supposed to be uh, using Unreal Engine, as I think. Shay, was it Jess Gordon or someone reported many months ago they were looking mm. at Unreal? Um, but the gist of it is that Halo, or free for free, even sorry, a, a sort of shit in the bed a bit with Halo, and they've kind of given up a bit on using the slip space engine, which was like the custom built engine for Halo. There's no new DLC for the campaign, even though I'm sure before they mentioned that they might possibly be considering some sort of DLC missions or uh, expansion to the story and, and the world that it takes place in. Um, and there's a whole new spin off surprisingly supposedly some sort of battle royale type thing um which is going to be used on unreal um i mean we could probably spend another hour talking about all the problems of halo right now um but has anybody got any opinions on any of these news information that's come out this week on i think the main see, problem halo is that exists yeah. <laughs> see yeah see, see see at this point with the quality like i, I infinite wasn't bad i enjoyed it um I think I had recency bias when I threw it in my game of the year last year. Um, but if you go back like five, four, like they, they weren't to the standard of the sort of originals. That's what we would think of them as. See if at this point now, if they want to use it just to be online only uh, and just bring out a multiplayer Halo and have it running Unreal and it just that is what's going to be Halo for the time being until they can get somebody else, no offence, 343, but you so shat the bed, mm. um, until they can bring somebody else in that can give us a proper storyline to have a worthwhile single player, then yeah, keep it Halo multiplayer. Just that, call it that, Halo multiplayer, there you go. But, but for you, Ross, uh, in terms of, you said about a single player, does single player involve Master Chief, or do you want to see it go in a different direction? No. Uh, it, yeah, like ODST, like Graham's favourite. <laughs> Um, no, you have to keep it as Master Chief. Games games that are synonymous with a character have to be kept with that character, unless there is a valid reason for them not to be doing. Like, this, for example, had to change because he's a human, he can't live forever. So the new one, set in the future, fair does understand why they have to change it. As long as they keep the core structure of everything the same in regards to everything that's been established in the world so far, that's fine. With Master Chief, there's no need to get rid of him. He's a fucking genetic, modified, Spartan freak. Why does he doesn't need to die off because of old age? So keep him in it and build the storyline around him. Whether you want to go back the way and focus more on like your flood stuff and your covenant, fine. If you want to go forward with what they were like building up to in this new one, great. But make it worthwhile. Yeah, I think that's that's the key word there. Make it worthwhile because it hasn't been worthwhile since no. Bundy left it. And even though Infinite, I, I still stand by Infinite being a really good single player game, and the multiplayer is really good as well. But it's lost that spark that like Halo Two, Halo Three, you know, even the original and stuff had. Um, 
And what, I was this. What was the gap? Sorry, what was the gap between infinite? Was it five or six? Was it five and infinite and five? What in was terms it, of like release and yeah. game yeah, or release. oh, it's, was it three or four years something like that? So yeah, because yeah, obviously we see in most cycles these days sequels it's usually five years eight years so would you prepare to wait an additional five years for a bit of halo game yes yes yeah i'd, I'd much rather them like, we're all still leave, sitting leave, here leave... waiting on the next skyrim yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> leave, leave infinite as it is you know keep updates and multiplayer and stuff if, if needs be but yeah just spend yeah, the yeah. next decade working on a proper you almost need halo to kind of simmer underneath to let yeah. people Miss it enough for want it to yeah. come back and bring it back properly. And, yeah. and I was listening to the podcast Unlock uh, earlier this week, just for Ian. I know he loves it. And it was uh, they Ryan McCaffrey was saying that he'd like to see them reboot it to start again, basically, but not with free for free. Have someone else start it. Have maybe the Coalition or uh, Machine Games or anyone, just anyone else within their little under family, that their big family. Yeah, under that umbrella that they've got. There had, well, we know there is, yeah. like teams in there that can put out great right, so games. Indeed, there is. <clears throat> and like, even even with that, like, so if they want to worry about like the single side doing that, keep three four three there and go right. You help us develop the multiplayer side of things. Yeah, because su- supposedly they've got certain affinity helping with this uh, next Unreal Halo multiplayer battle royale type thing. Um, who have helped out, I think, on all of the Halo, since Halo 2, like all of the multiplayer stuff. Mm. Um, so you could even have them lead the multiplayer, have free for free help them, and then have someone else aid doing the machine single games during the single player and just, they ain't got to worry about the multiplayer, just, you just craft like an excellent single player story, or co-op even, you know, nothing wrong with a bit of co-op, but yeah, they, it's... What it's Obsidian doing these days? I think they're a bit busy, and they they got a couple of games on. Vowed, uh, Outer Worlds too. Uh, but I'm talking we're six, sixty eight years down the line here. Get get Obsidian, and True. Obsidian yeah. seem to know how to make really good games. Yeah, like I said, like, like I said it twice already. Machine games, give it, give them it, get them in their fucking their shooter mechanics. Oh, perfect. Who's who's Machine Games? What do they do? Wolfenstein. They reboot the Wolfenstein. Oh right, that them. Well, yeah, yeah. Get them in. In fact, yes. that's a good point. That's, give it to me. Then we have Halo every other month. <laughs> it means that Dan would actually play it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's so what we, we need. need. We say what's next. You know, we've had Halo, we've had uh, you know, we've had Halo Wars, we've had Battle Royale. We need we now need like a telltale Halo game now, don't we? <laughs> oh, that would actually hey, that would be a, that would be God wouldn't mind yeah. that actually. It's got enough upset. lore to do it. That, yeah, I mean that's the thing. The lore is there. And the sort of legacy with the original trilogy and ODST and Reach and stuff is there. It's just since then, four was good, in, like single player, terrible multiplayer. Five was good multiplayer, terrible single player. Infinite was good both, but it, they just seem to have missed something. Yeah. And the Master Chief Collection absolutely shut the bed for the first two years until they finally fixed it. And even then, uh, it's it took far too long for them to bring it back to where it should have been when it started. Um and uh, obviously, we spoke, I think, last week before about Microsoft laying off a load of people. Supposedly, something like 100 people got let go from 343 out of the 400 people that worked there. So they can't provide a proper Halo experience with 400 people. How are they going to do it with 300 people? Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, whoever was let go, I don't think, obviously, don't know where they're from, but yeah, it just seems, seems like they've 
absolutely fucked this up and they need to rethink, go to their room and think about what they've done. Yes. Well, the question is, are those are the guys that made the OG Halos good? Are they even still around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were at Bungie mostly. I was going to say, they're currently working on by, Destiny. Yeah, owned by Sony <laughs> as well. In prison on um, Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, but so, then Destiny, then, I know we're actually on a sidebar too much. Destiny's, I mean... Yeah, for us, yeah, but it's still massively popular. It's still got a massive cult following. Fair enough. They've, they're actually smashing Destiny out for the people who care about Destiny, which is a lot of people. They're actually fucking running yeah. the, like they they're just wiping the floor with what Halo's doing now. Like the content yeah. that they're getting for it every time just seems to be hit out of the park because everybody's just like as soon as like the smallest speck of information is released about it, they're like constantly looking at stuff like how they can adapt their builds for this next raid or the next DLC or the next story, whatever it is. Yeah. They are obsessed with what they're doing with Destiny. Yeah, I know, I know a couple of guys. One used to write for Tavern, and the, uh, anytime the the new uh, new Zare update or new maps or, or or new like story DLC come out, they're all over it, writing about it, and playing it like the moment it's out, and they absolutely love it. So that's what we need for Halo, but they're not quite there. Anyway, it's enough Halo nonsense for now. Just fix it, please. It's easy as that, really, isn't it? Fix we need it. that sound um, bite. Halo uh, Jay just called Halo nonsense. There you go. At the minute, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it is. Unfortunately, it is. Um, that's all the main stories. We've got a couple of very quick hits. I'll just go through real quickly. Uh, Series X and S are getting a price increase in Japan. Japan. Um, not by much, but it's still going to increase. It's the first one they've given, which is a bit worrying for those who haven't already got Xboxes in other regions, but we'll see what happens from there. Goodbye, Graham. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed by, was it about a month, two months, something like that? Um, yeah, annoyingly. Click on a link, really. Not not very long, but they just need. They put out a solemn JPEG, as uh, old Commander Sterling likes to say. And <laughs> we have to need more time. Okay, take your time. It's fine. Whatever. No worries. Um, Dragon Ball is back in Fortnite. We've got Sun Gohan and Piccolo have made their debut. You can pick them up for Woo-hoo! a whopping, Was it 2200 V Bucks each? That made me a little bit more. Bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with my Beerus and Goku. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, for all the characters they could have picked, Gohan and Piccolo uh, is not really. And the thing the is, it's not that... even, obviously, it's to do with the movie time, right? But you haven't yeah. even got Gohan's new form. Yeah, kind of. But then Piccolo's got his weird colour. Yeah, well, like... you've got Piccolo's new form, but you haven't got Gohan's new form. You're like, yeah, the fuck are you done? Yeah. Well, he's like cool black eyebrows. Add another yeah. 500 V Bucks to get that one later on down uh, the line. Uh, well, to be fair, although it's been out of cinema, I guess it just hasn't come out wide UK. So I guess they don't want to put too many spoilers out just in case people haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah true. possibly. Possibly. But, but still, um, Piccolo. <laughs> yeah, hey, I know. Of all the characters they, yeah, all the characters they could have put in, they put fucking Piccolo in. But anyway. There's still uh, no Vegeta. Still no fucking Vegeta. He was in there. Was it? Was he in there? Was it? Was it? Yeah. It was Vegeta and. Um... Oh yeah, so he was in there. Yeah, so I forgot. Yeah, had, this is yeah, the one you meant Go- to say. <laughs> no, Krillin. There was Goku <laughs> and Beerus, and who did Vegeta? Was he with Bulma? It Bulma, yeah. yeah. It was Bulma, yeah. Yeah, because I picked up Vegeta and Bajama. Uh, Vegeta and Bajama. Bajama. Vegeta and Bajama. Um. So yeah, so and, and yeah, so they're in there now. I don't know how long to be in the store for. Go pick them up if you want to. Uh, I tried the Dragon Ball Island thing. I didn't really know what was going on, so I gave up and, and played uh, something else instead. But what's Dragon uh, Ball Island? Yeah, it's some sort of like you know they get like the creator modes where um, you can join in. Like a, it's not a battle royale. It's just like a little area you can run around and explore and do some quests and stuff. Um, but I didn't really know what was going on. So, and then the final quick hit is Gear Six is reportedly in. 
development by the coalition just in time for Ian to join in the chat. Hello, Ian. Um, they supposedly they cancelled whatever two titles they were working on, and now they're fully full steam ahead on Gear Six. Uh, I mean, the coalition have done a fantastic job. Unlike Three Four Three, coalition done a great job of taking gears and keeping it going really well. So we start for Gear Six, but obviously no information on that. That's why it's just a quick hit story. We'll see some more hopefully at E3 perhaps when they announce more. Isn't Gears a much smaller kind of player base slash fan base in Halo? It definitely wouldn't be as highly regarded, I'd say. But do you think I, I'd have said with the online side because, like, well, maybe with the horde mode and things like that as well. But I'd have thought you would say Gears was comparable. Maybe I, I not mean, in the competitive I, space. Personally, I would say if I had to choose between a new Gears game and a new Halo game, I would pick a new Gears game any day of the week now. Um, yeah, I would, I I think would they're agree. Fucking, they're tremendous. Um, and like I said, the Coalition done a great, fantastic job. And yeah, we look forward to more Gear 6. I know Ian's very excited to see what's <laughs> uh, what's going on with Kate and her headaches. He cannot right. wait. He yeah. cannot wait. Right. Um, that, yeah, that, that's about it for the quick hits. Unless anyone else got anything to bring up? That's all. Success. Good. Right. Ross, in that case, then. Well, you had a week Kate, off. While Kate has asleep, and, you know, I mean, I tried to I tried to give everyone a good plug-in last week, but I don't feel I did a particularly good job, so can you please show us how it's done? <laughs> it is indeed. So, we'll start off with our wonderful friends over at Insert Coin, rocking some of their lovely N7 merch. Um, Xbox Tavern 23 will get you £5 off orders over £50. Um, I think that's running rest of the year i'm sure until i think until at the minute till the end of june end of june sorry i couldn't remember if it was that or the other one um discord jump in um come and see how terrible g is it gets the game um i know i got another one wrong yesterday i was very i know you did very i was in fairness i looked at that and i was like i have no idea what that game is <laughs> I've, played, I've played it as well i just didn't get it um i was raging at the one was it yesterday or today the one that was OG, amazing, and I clicked the yeah. secondary version of it, and I was like, "Oh yeah. no!" Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you're not playing Guess the Game, you need to go to Guess the Dot Game and play it. It's fucking brilliant. I know Graham's, chick- Graham's being a big chicken. He's not playing long yet, but um, what are we on two hundred and fifty-six? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and you can go back to number one and number ones, uh, do all of them, them and uh, catch up. Two hundred and sixty-seven. 267, but they're a fantastic, a whole channel dedicated to it. Um, it's a brilliant, like I sit in there at night and it's like quarter to 12 and phone all just like blind me at the side of the bed. And it's like, oh, Jay's completed his guest the game for today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll either do it or go back to dying and fall asleep. Um, there's also, there's obviously there's some FM chat, isn't there, in the game in, in the general there game? There is. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, have you basically got the full capacity, the whole of this town in your stadium? <laughs> For yeah. Albion Rovers, just like everybody, anybody's walking in the street just for a day trip, won't you? Right, and season ticket. Um, but loads of gaming chat, um, just general shooting the breeze chat, um, loads of different stuff in there. Um, if you've got any questions for the hosts, drop them in there. If you've got any suggestions for what you'd like to see us playing on Project Game Pass, pop them into the Discord as well. It's always handy to have alternate suggestions instead of the the usual ones that we come up with on the show. Uh, socials run on the bottom of the screen Facebook um, YouTube Twitter Instagram Patreon TikTok anywhere like that you'll be able to find us at Xbox Tavern Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you could jump on rate us five stars leave a wee comment what you like what you don't like what we could do better um, 
who has the, I don't know, best game in apparel on the show that you've seen. Anything that you want to leave underneath, drop us a wee message underneath. It's always great just to get in contact with the community. And last but by no means least, if you could jump over to patreon.com forward slash Xbox Tavern, you will be able to find some behind-the-scenes footage that um, the hosts get up to after the show. Um, random chat, whether it be gaming-related. Um, I think we had a couple of weeks back it was... Um, animes we've had wrestling there's loads of different things that we don't usually talk about on the show um you can drop in there i think it's two pound i think it is so less than what you would pay for a starbucks in a month you can hear a wee bit extra for um everything to do with your lovely host news damn right and sometimes we even keep our trousers on right thank you very much Hello. very much appreciated for that yes uh yes do what you said please go and do all the things uh right Let's get into the question of the week, and our good man Ian has uh, dropped us a little, little quiz slash question to uh, to ask us while we're while he's away. It's so not to he, ask us; it's to sit back and watch the world burn. And, yeah, watch us fucking <laughs> debate. I mean, I must admit, I struggle with these sort of things. This um, could be like a four-hour segment just for this. <laughs> yeah. So he's provided us a, a picture that he got off uh, off of the Twitters, I imagine. Uh, which is uh, uh, nine pictures of characters. I'll read out the characters, and the idea is you're supposed to pick two to protect you, and the others will come after you, and you have to decide who you're going to have. Uh, Sooner or later, not necessarily together. Yes. yes. Um, so we've got Kratos from Boy. God of War, Raiden from uh, Metal Gear Rising, Geralt from some fucking nerdy Witcher game, Master Chief, <laughs> Master Chief, uh, who, who I mean, like we just said a minute ago, is probably uh, shit in the bed a little bit. Dante from DMC, BT seven two seven four. Remember that for the next quiz, just yep. in case. Uh, from Titanfall two, Dra- the Dragonborn from Skyrim, Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden, and Doom guy from uh, Doom, I suppose. Shock and, horror. So the idea is to, is to pick two, and then, like he said, the rest will come after you, and they have to protect you. Um, so I'm going to get to Graham because he's been quiet and he's had a bit of a connection. He's also when. Very controversial. And also very controversial. Graham, please tell us out of those nine logic. people we picked, who, which two would you have on your side and why? Well, I think it was which one do, two would you pick to defend you or in trouble, yeah. isn't it? Sort of yeah. One. Yeah. Well, in defense sort of out of all of those, Master Chief is only one with sort of a futuristic sort of power armor that could probably fend off the majority that's there. So... I mean, half of them are like Doom Guy wouldn't barely touch him. So the Witcher with his weapons would barely touch them. <laughs> if you're not watching, Ross his... is just having a meltdown right now. <laughs> Sorry, Doom Guy wouldn't touch him. He's no, defeated he's the hordes of hell. And that's all we've got time for tonight. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but with conventional weapons. <laughs> Where does it say you're all well to have conventional weapons? Well, if that one doesn't annoy you, this one's going next to you. If you're the Dragonborn, there's a way that you can build yourself so the person hitting you takes more damage in deflection. So technically, he's <laughs> semi-invincible. So I'd take the most invincible like Dragonborn on my side where he just stands there and lets the opponent hit him and kills themselves because yeah, the like, reflection damage I, is over 100%. I like the, uh, I like the reference to the, the way you can completely break your build in Skyrim. That's brilliant. <laughs> I think you win. You win by default. Exactly. I th- I you was can't over defend someone whose ultimate defense is 
They don't even have to do anything. I mean, that's not saying you could shout his super shout, say "suck my balls" or whatever his shout is, <laughs> and then turn people into dust and shout and force push them away. He can just stand there and let people hit them and kill themselves. Fucking so, brilliant! I, I mean, I was not with you with the chief. Uh, granted, I was more on Russell's side, but drag, that Dragonborn answer, ten out of ten, you win, you win. We've all lost. We've all been fucking destroyed. <laughs> all of our characters. Especially with the power of someone like Kratos, where he's going to kill himself in one hit, he's going to fucking smack someone and just, he's going to explode backwards. Exactly. I like it. That's you like that, that bitch handed to himself constantly. And he has to carry <laughs> his little bitch of a child around with him. True, true. Boy. Anyway, yes, nice. So Chief and Dragonborn are going to protect Graham. She's a bit noncy. I need a drink. <laughs> well, why don't we ask special guest Pete who what his answers are while you recompose yourself, Ross? I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so, I, even though I've never, I've never played a God of War game, I went with Kratos because, I mean, he's a god, right? So, it's not much more he's powerful. not just a god, that. he's the god of war. Exactly. He's a nigh-awning, unkillable, god-slaying machine. Like, like, we just get this clear here, yeah? Yeah, but if he kills... Like, he, he has taken down a full pantheon, pretty much two full pantheons of gods, with little more than a fucking scar on his chest. <laughs> but can and he look a dragon in the eye? But a guy that goes, <laughs> full. Yeah, exactly. It's going to beat him. <laughs> he can turn his back to a dragon. Let the dragon breathe fire on him, and the dragon kills itself. The fire doesn't kill Kratos. Well, yeah, it will. the dragon will. can literally pull his pants down and pull a moony while Kratos tries to stick one up there and still kill himself. <laughs> but you're talking about people physically hitting Dragonborn and taking damage. What is Dragonborn's defense for him literally being torn in two? Because as he tries to do it, he's tearing his own arse cheeks in half and pulling himself <laughs> That's apart. That's not how it works! Kratos becomes Splitos in half. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Kratos was number one. Uh, so I thought... <laughs> I thought <laughs> Kratos, I've got the God of War on my side. You know, he's slow and methodical. So I wanted someone to partner him that's a bit more fast-paced. So uh, I was debating between Raiden and uh, Ro Harabusha and I just had to I went with Raiden because he's more futuristic so he will have more you know as as hard as the other guy is I think Raiden would uh, just about take him so I've got Kratos the tank and I've got Raiden the DPS guy that was the kind of logic behind my team of do you know what? I reckon they'll do a good job of defending me yeah, I mean, I'm I'm exactly the right there with you. I went for Kratos, and uh, but I went for Ryu Herbusa instead, just because I think he's pretty cool. That's pretty much it. I don't really yeah. know. I don't think I'd survive much against Graham's invincible Dragonborn, <laughs> but I, I, I'd I'd be pretty cool to fight alongside Ryu, Ryu Herbusa for a little while at least. And like I said, Kratos can just lob his whacking great axe at things. And yeah, go. and obviously when I made the decision, I, I was basing the the. Characters off them just being default, no kind of special builds. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you obviously, went wrong. In, obviously, obviously, in Graham's universe, he's got the untouchable Scott, you know, Dragonborn. Yeah. That's fine, but in my universe, they're all you know standard kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, yeah. I think we we were thinking along the same wavelength, but let's get to Ross. Ross, tell us all about. <laughs> like, I'm glad that I'm glad that most of us have the sense to pick Kratos. You know, seeing as 
three of the people on the show and Ian picked, you know, the God of War unkillable, who also has a build that if he takes damage, he heals himself, you know, but, you know, Spartan Rage and shit like that. Um, And also the other fairly mythical character in Doom Guy who takes down the full of hell. Not, not a not a mechanical samurai or a jumpy ninja. Well, I've, I've never played. I've never played Doom, so that was my neither have I. But the present, the premise of the game is you take down hell. Yeah, enough said. I yeah, with the big guy with beefy swords. guns. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, if, if when you've got a gun that's called the BFG, that tells you all you need to know. I mean, good luck to jumpy ninjas and mechanical sword boys. Going up yeah. against them, here's a uh, Doom guys. Uh, sort of what they call glory kills or glory kills. Sorry, I think they call uh, where like you kill an enemy and then you melee attack him and he like, rips their rivals out or like rips them in half, like you were saying. Okay, he's he's not one to be fucked with, but exactly you can't you can't defend against an invincible dragonborn. So what are you gonna do? Exactly. Imagine the look on his face having to walk around those levels. You see his face on the screen as he's just strutting through as if well, enemies yeah. are just killing themselves. <laughs> it would be a draw, wouldn't he? Because if you know the dragonborn could be killed, but if Ross had the chaos heals himself when he so <laughs> just be deflecting damage I mean, back and forth between each other. Yeah, no, but one of the dragons was just sitting there having a cup of tea. Kratos is constantly killing himself. Have we not also established that Kratos is pretty good at killing things that can't be killed? True, yeah. Except the whole premise of the first game or yeah. first one in the remakes. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't faced the Dragonborn yet. <laughs> it's true. Wait for that crossover fighter. Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Doom guy. Uh, at sorry, least, at least Ian Dragonborn. had like. His other pick makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he's he went for Dante and Kratos. Um, yeah, Dante, who can summon a demon as part of his... But yeah. For the dragon Lord to brush off as, as nothing. Exactly. Uh, Graham, I used to think I used to think you knew what you were talking about. It's now hurting me. <laughs> I picked a super oh. invincibility character. You it's right not a super one. invincibility character. It wasn't. It's beyond invincibility. That's what I mean. Well, I, sp- yeah. I suppose the main thing is you can have the Dragonborn with your invincibility and reflected damage, but you got to make sure you got about two hundred hours first to get all the equipment to build up what you need before they attack. If they come like when you've just come out of the caves, you fucked. Yeah, I know, but if he takes that, what is it? That stick, the wabber jack, or whatever, he can turn him into a fucking toaster. Do you get that? Do you get that the first days you start as a dragonborn? No, but you go then. So (laughs) Kratos just needs to appear on day one. (laughs) Fuck off, back to fucking jail. Kratos was a time traveler as well. That's a new power. What does it say? Time right, travel? No, no, no. We haven't specified. He's a freaking baby. He said no. When you spawn in, if everybody spawns in at the one time, you don't have all this time to go and gather all your stuff, like Jay's saying. You, everybody spawns in at the one time. Now, they might not attack at first, as it says in the thing, but all they would need to do is go right, spawn in at once, Dragonborn. Done. You've not learned any of your shouts. Not, yeah, not got any shouts, not even got a exactly. You're just, just basically a guy dead. that can hear somebody. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Good, good work, Ian. You've completely fucked it. For, for <laughs> that's just a new, new captain yeah. next week, won't we? Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I was so, going to take the dragonborn over the god of mild noncery, anyway. 
Well, if you've got some, some fantastic debate points for us to argue about next week, please let us know in the comments or on Twitter at Xbox Tavern. Um, yeah, more of this, please. That was fucking brilliant. Thank you very much, Ian, for that. <sighs> right, let's That's wind down. We've, we've already skipped over Project Game Pass. We've talked about that already. So let's get into the games we've been playing this week, shall we? And special guest, Pete, I want to go to you first. I want to hear all about your a time and adventures in Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, we're going there first, are we? Okay. Damn right, um, there So yeah, uh, I it was on sale this week. It's been a while wish list since it came out on Xbox. Since I read, uh, I think it was Bubba's review, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah, yes. I like a good narrative story. These kind of like visual novel books. And I thought, yeah, I'll put it on my thing. So I wasn't paying 15 quid for a visual novel. And I was like, oh yeah, it's so good. It's so dark. It's all good. And I was like, cool. And then it went on sale this week. And I was like, Do you know what? I can finally give it a go. And having completed it, read it through, I couldn't help but feel a little underwhelmed, if I'm being completely honest. Um, Ross, you played it, right? You played no, Gray, yeah, no, Graham might not have played it. So Jay, you played it, right? Or read for yeah. it. Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Yeah, I have, I have completed that one. Okay, okay, so I, I bought it. Yeah. I bought it day one because I was really excited to check okay. it out after Bubba's it, review. It, that. It's, yeah, it's Jay almost hot. got me in trouble because it started off in a weird, twisted little mini schoolgirl hentai bit to start off with and Cheryl was saying what the fuck are you playing <laughs> so, Jay recommended it I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. and then yeah there was a the hanging I didn't say you had Debbie Charles the telly something. quickly before the girl saw it so oh, yeah. Yeah. I to avoid some spoilers I know it's people might want to but it, I think it got overhyped a bit too much I was like yeah okay that first scene where the first person does that and I'm thinking okay I, I get the trigger warnings um, but... I think it's because you knew too much going into it I mean, if you didn't know well, that, there's a lot of build-up yeah. of cutesy stuff to really sort of bring it deep and dark. That, that, that's what I said to you, wouldn't it, Pete? Like, mm. the the less you know going in, the better. But because obviously you'd heard a lot of people talk, saying you, that yeah, your expectations you went into like, it too high, so you, yeah. you're underwhelmed. Once I, I mean, to be honest, I didn't know what to expect. I was thinking, do these three become demons in some kind of like murder club, or there's some kind of cult? And it turns out that again, I don't want to say spoilers, but just one, yeah. It was okay. I mean, yeah. Obviously, everyone has their own opinion, but you know, it was um, often the worst visual novel I've read. But um, yeah, it was okay, but not as dark as I was hoping. <laughs> that doesn't sound too morbid. Because when it was originally released on PC, there was no warnings whatsoever. So people literally mm. thought it was just like a visual novel. And then yeah. when the first thing happened with the first sort of twist. Yeah. Everyone was like, what the fuck? And then obviously it just goes worse and worse from there. But if you're at least expecting something we're going in, it doesn't quite have the same. Well, that first the thing, the first thing is only the real trigger, I guess, because I went down the Yuri path, the one the purple hair and the way that yeah. she kind of did her. And I was like, did that need a trigger warning? You know, it's the first scene. Yes, I can get it because it's very, you know, I can trigger a lot of people, but. Uh, I, I might need to play other. The annoying thing is, if I want to start again, I've got to delete and reinstall the game or something just to start again, which I'm not too sure I want to do, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, I, I don't think I ever went through it again, but I, I enjoyed my singular four or five hours, whatever it was going through it the first time. Yeah, I mean, it was decent. You know, I'd get a decent, you know, seven out of ten for me. So it's not a bad guy, not a bad read or bad thing by any means, but I was just expecting a bit more. That's all, really. Um, yeah. 
Uh, so, 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 Ross, you need to play it because we need to hear your opinion on uh, Doki Doki Literature Club because it's, uh, yeah, it's something. It is something. Hmm. Yes, please. Uh, right, let's. I think I, I think I, I think when the first hype of it came through when we done a review, I think I pulled it up on the store and went to install it, and then I got like a sh- look shot at me, and I was like. Okay, I'll just hit B. <laughs> just go back to the main menu. Well, if you trusted me on Stanley Parable, you kind of trusted me with Superliminal. Trust me on this one. Okay, that's 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 all we're all we'll say from there. Um, <laughs> but let, let's move let's move back to Graham now quickly, uh, and let's hear about. I mean, I want to talk to you about Goldeneye. Really, let's play. Let's talk about. Have you played more Goldeneye? Yeah, well, I completed it all on Agent again. I went through it the whole thing, and. Yeah, with the joystick controls, man, it's a whole lot bloody easy. <laughs> and rinse straight over it, yeah, went super through it. Even on that last level, I managed to unlock the golden PPI because I managed to do it so quickly. Nice, nice. But, um, yeah, it's as fun as I remember it. Past, it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just I don't think I can go back to just try and complete all the achievement bits on there. <laughs> Because uh, I got to the mission, I can't remember which one it is. I think it's control or something. We have to keep Natalia alive. That bitch needs to stay, get hide. <laughs> it's just <laughs> one shot kills that bitch. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only mission I had problems with trying to keep that turd alive. Um, but yeah, other than that, just sort of steamrolled through the, the game, and it, it's still just fun to kind of play through yeah. and yeah. knock Trevelyan off his perch again. Damn right for England, James. No. For me, for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I've I've been playing a little bit as well, and mainly on the cloud, like at work, on my lunch breaks and stuff. And yes, yeah, fucking brilliant game for the cloud. And when I loaded into, um, I forget the name of the fucking level now. The first snow level you play. Uh, uh, oh yeah, um, where, wherever it's just like surface yeah, yeah. one or something like that. surface. Um, yeah, like instant, like the nostalgia went whoosh. All- I was like, oh, I remember doing this. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. And I was exploring and shooting the fucking things. And like you said last week, it's obvious it was a bit rushed because everything is completely barren. Like There was loads of huts dotted around. They're all completely empty. It's not even like a, yeah. an attempt to like a table or something. It's just completely yeah. empty. Um, <laughs> but, oh, man, what a, what a sort of what a proper hit to the nostalgia. Um, I, I wanted to play some more multiplayer, but obviously we can't do it online. On Xbox, mm. and, and I was I was half tempted to, to to sub to the old Nintendo Switch online just to give it a try, but I haven't turned my Switch on since uh, I got it back from Special Guest Pete yet, so I need to uh, need to get onto that really. Um, but uh, so you're not going to go back and try it on higher difficulties at all? Are you, are you done with the single player for now? I was tempted just to see if I could finally get that invincibility cheat I never got, but then I saw how much of a pain in the ass facility was, yeah. and yeah, it's tricky. So I tried to do it on the second one, double O agent or just the zero double O agent is the third one, yeah. Super yeah. agent, whatever well, it was, the second yeah, difficulty. Yeah, yeah. I tried to speed run it on that one and got rinsed pretty quickly. I, I mean yeah. I watched a video on how to, to kind of do it. And a lot of luck needs to come your way to pull that shit off. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember doing that. You've got I remember when I did it on the N64, I literally I got to the last section with like one of the tiniest bit of health left because you're just like pegging it past me when they're shooting at you constantly, like just don't die, just don't die, just don't die. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to do it all on Double O Agent to start with, but I, like you, I to, I've knocked it down to Agent for now just so I can get through all the Well, you can't play the others until you completed it on the first one first. Yeah, yeah well, I did the first level on Double O Agent and then I, was, I got to facility and 
I kept, I, I wasn't really giving it a proper go. So I want to get through them all and then I'll just go back and work my way through them again, I think. But yeah, not really enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's nice. nice. Little... I might go back to do the achievements that help the multiplayer, like no radar. I think that's a must. Yeah. Because it kills the multiplayer a little bit when that's on. Yeah, you definitely need some no radar stuff. Yeah. Um, I imagine in an N64 game, it, the campaign can't be very long. Oh, no, it's mm. not. I mean, each level is literally between sort of two to ten minutes max. So, yeah, you can dance pretty quickly if you're good enough. Or if you it, try and just run through rather than sort of try and shoot everyone. Yeah, because the, 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 the level where you've got to get in the plane to escape, you could probably do that in about 30 seconds if you yeah. know where the key and stuff is if you want to. Um, or you could take your time and, and just sort of kill, it, kill loads of enemies and stuff. But yeah, really good game. Still, I mean, it's not going to hold a candle to more modern shooters, perhaps, but oh, not a chance. Uh, but yeah, uh, just having the joystick controls makes the game so much easier. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Good old, good bit of Goldeneye, Ross. Yes, your turn. your turn now. And you let me look at the list here. What have you been playing? Oh, a little game called Deathloop. Why don't you tell what us you all about Deathloop? that? Yes, I was, I was, I was slow to get onto it, shall we say. Slow, um, yes. fucking molasses, and yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had played it before the end of the game pass. Um, Project Game Pass was done. I had got it done and dusted for them. Um, fuck me, what a game! Ah, fucking it, love it. Why it's incredible to me. I um, who have I still got to kill? Who have I still got to kill? Um, trying to think of the best way of saying it without doing any spoilers. I think I it's you just can, you can spoil like the names of the people, no? I think it's just the party guy. What, Alexis? That's, that's the only guy that I haven't killed. Hmm. And then I was like, so try to work out obviously the best way to kill everybody to obviously complete your loop. Um, but no, I've just, I've been just enjoying it. I went through at one point and killed people just randomly. Then obviously you start, it's very much like um, Hitman in regards to, you'll get like a clue that will say, Dave will be at this point at this time doing this. Yeah. You could do this, which would then cause this to happen to Dave when he tries to do that. So you also got these hints and trips like that and you get to see like the 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 fruits of your labor when you've done that. Um the weapons uh, what am I using just now? Um I think I've stuck with a nail gun for quite a lot of it. Um I should have used nail because that's a silent weapon, isn't it? Yeah and I got I the I got I, I can't remember the name of all the powers, but I've got the one that basically links everybody together. Nexus, Nexus. and I've got the other one which turns you invisible. Uh, ether, isn't it? Which yeah. is it's between those two and the nail gun. You turn yourself invisible. You run up to them. You hit them with the Nexus so that they all pound together. You shoot one in the head with a nail gun. The whole group drops. You move back on, and that's it. It's like you never get spotted. Yeah. Um. But I know, brilliant to look at. I love the I love the whole how it changes. So as much as you go in at a certain part of the day, so like say noon, if you don't do something quick enough in in the noon time phrase, you miss the chance to do it. Yeah. So one of the ones was to do with fireworks, um, and yeah. you had to go to a storage container. And I went in and thought, right, I've, I've spawned in a map, but there's X amount of things I want to do before I go and see this. And then it said. X amount has happened. Come back at morning to a different place to interact with this character. I was like, oh, fuck, I missed my time window, which means you've lost a full day. 
so you need to go through a new loop. And if you've with the whole system of unless you've uh, in, is it infused, yeah, infused your guns, you lose them. You can only you can only have certain power. You can only have two powers at a time. Am I right in saying? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you lose them, um, and then if you've got any of the, I can't remember what the not the currency, but the uh, residium. Residium. Yeah. yeah, if you've not got enough things to sort of infuse, you lose out on all the stuff of that that you've got as well. So it's like, fuck, I really don't want to jump to the next time phase unless I know that there's nothing else I can do in this one. Yeah, there, there was one point I had to reset the day and I had something like, like something stupid, like 40,000 residium left over, yeah, but I had nothing, gone. literally nothing left to infuse. Yeah, like, gone. Not <laughs> again. <laughs> But no, I've uh, I've been raided a couple of times, um, Merton Juliana plenty, and then got dropped in a couple of times, and like, you didn't didn't even see them coming. Next thing I know is like I'm just sp- like sprawled out on the floor, getting my like um, the sort of brought back to life, and the time reverses a wee bit. Yeah, it's just like I didn't I didn't even know which direction they were. I just are died. Are these, shit. are these real players are sneaking in? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. again, I still haven't tried the real player invasions, like either being invaded or invading yeah. someone. So I, I flicked it over for a very small pick because obviously you get the option to play like single player only. It can be yeah. dropped in by friends, or you can be dropped in by anybody. So I'll put it drop in by anybody. I'll play it for a couple of hours, and like I say, didn't I only got very twice in the. I think I've tried it three or four times. Um, I've only been dropped in on twice so it's not obviously it's a bit further than the line maybe not have the biggest player base that's why you're not getting as dropped in as much yeah. but it, it sort of adds another layer again because when it's like, when you're playing single player it's like Juliana has appeared you're like oh, alright cool she's not that difficult to take down um, if you're prepared whereas when it's a, a person dropping in I mean this guy this might have been playing the game since it launched um, and as soon as they could unlock Juliana they, that's all they've played yeah. Um, so you don't know the level of character that's dropping in that adds a little bit more of shit I need to be a bit more careful on what I'm doing here yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm very much excited to to finally play as Juliana and drop in on someone yeah. either you or Ian or, or Graham or Pete or anyone just, uh, <laughs> just just mess your days up we'll probably get killed but try and mess your days up one of the two yeah because uh, uh, oh yeah I think that'd be great fun my um, things are really messed up because I can't find any door codes <laughs> I don't quite easy if I I'll, I'll drop in, I'll get you some Dorcos and then I'll shoot you in the back of the head when you look I do, I do I'll allow I, you to do that. I love that feature as well. So at the first door you come to, um you need a, like pretty much within the first twenty minutes you actually playing the game, there's a code door that needs a code. And I was like, I wonder what's behind the door. And I was like researching we've it and every game is randomly generated. So, like, my code could be one, two, three, four, and then Jay goes to the same door in his game, and it could be five, six, seven, eight. So, I think that's a brilliant you system. You so, you can't just code, jump online and go, and there's like a breakdown of every code in the game. Yeah. It's that's something like that. It's just a wee small detail that makes it just that wee bit nicer. Yes, and more frustrating for people like Graham, who's like, just give me the fucking codes. Fucking want the code. <laughs> <laughs> It's because you can't do anything. Like I've, been, I've killed everyone in this bloody area. I've, I've searched around everything and there's no thing except for at least door I can't go in because I need a bloody code. Damn right you do. But uh, yeah, the more, uh, I, I still think it's, yeah, what it would have been one of my games of the year last year had I, had I finished it and played more uh, last year. But it's, uh, it's fucking brilliant. What a brilliant, brilliant game. And I'm very glad that you're 
two and a half months late to playing it. Wonderful. <laughs> I played it. it in January. I played it in January. Uh, keep playing it. Keep playing it. Keep playing it. And Ian's playing some more. I don't know how far he is now, but hopefully we'll hear, hear more from him when he's back in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, Pete, I want to go back to you quickly before I talk, talk about Dead Space. Uh, you've been playing a bit of Age of Empires 2. Which is oh, yeah. And Funny. Yeah, I was going to ask you in your opinion, Jay, because I saw you got an achievement for it. I, I didn't I did. think this was your usual cup of tea. So how did you yeah. find it? So the only reason I played this was I reviewed a, a cloud gaming controller and it was one of the new releases. So I thought, I'll give it a go, see what it's like, because I was finding it wasn't particularly good for Goldeneye because it was awkward, like the way that it's too small to hold for like a first person shooter. But I thought something slower paced like this, it might work pretty well. And it actually, it did work really well. But I, I only did like half of the tutorial maybe mm. maybe not even that I, I i did build base building i did like uh, resource management and then i was just about to do proper combat and then i stopped um but i could i do like a bit of an rts here and there um and I, i'm definitely going to go back it and, and finish the tutorial and give it another go especially on the cloud like i said like on my lunch breaks at work and stuff but yeah, i was enjoying it but obviously this is more your sort of thing what how are you finding it yeah, I mean, the first time I played the Age of Empires type game was back when I think number four released last year, was it? Mm. Um, which was good. And then what really got piqued my interest in this one is that it had the kind of controller optimization. Yep. You know, uh, it's needed it for so many years. You know, I'm a big lover of the Command Commander Conquer series, but you could never play it on console because yep. it was just the worst. It's not, the, yeah, and I totally agree with you. But it's... this, have you played it yet, Ross? I, I've played it on the PC. I've, I, I, I don't think I could bring myself to playing the console I, version just I because. You, I tell you what, you need to because this just sets the bar so bloody high that it makes me think even something. If they can do this for an Age of Empire type, well, game, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't... Something like a World of Warcraft could even come to console. Oh no! I'm thinking if we get this Activism Blizzard deal through. We could get a console. Yeah, a bit Starcraft. of Starcraft. Oh. <laughs> on honestly, oh. I honestly think that it might actually be easier to play it on controller than it is on PC now. Well, yeah, because with the PC, there's so many hotkeys that you need to not well, memorize, but you've got, you've got left trigger, right trigger. It's just so for someone like me who's got a bit of a sh- <laughs> crap, crap adaptability. Like, I was like, wow, this is. This is bloody great. I was like, this is what we've been waiting for. The console players of RTS game, this is what we've been waiting for. And I was really, really impressed. Uh, obviously, it's a bit more slower pace than the Commander Conquer games, but you know, you, you've got your historical battles on there, you've got your William Wallace's, your Joan of Arcs. Um, you know, so if you're a history buff, it's kind of good to kind of play through. I'm not a history buff myself, but it's it's always good to go back and go, oh yeah, I don't remember learning that, but you can go back and you know take control of the battles or whatever. So yeah, I um if you've been on the fence, console or PC, definitely give us a go on, on uh console because the controller optimization is like peak, like proper good. Um honestly yeah, like said, even on the cloud, like I said, playing with that like the little cloud controller, I was still pulling off all the actions easy enough. The hot hot swap in between the different areas and the uh, and the options you got in, in front of you and yeah, as I said, it's more your sort of thing. I'm not very good at RTSs in the be- at the best of times, but I was I was uh, I was enjoying yeah. my 
the time I played with it. And I like I said, definitely going to go back to it. Uh, and like I said, this has definitely set the bar. If another LTS comes out on the console and doesn't have this level of optimization, of, yeah, then it's just gonna. I'm going to ignore it because I'm, this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other ones that I've played that were like. So you had the PC version, then you had the console version. So you obviously had like Halo Wars was the yeah, one. That was. Was, you had the Battle for Middle Earth games for like the Lord of the Rings series. Mm. Um, yeah. They were fantastic games, but not uh, not ideal on the console. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that we've had. Toy were, soldiers, not toy soldiers. The Army Men. But obviously, was, I think that was back in the PlayStation Two days, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's like because I don't think did it in the, did the Command and Conquer got like, the Tiberium War ones. They didn't yeah, come very, uh, so Command and Conquer Two Red Alert went on there. The Tiberium Wars went on there. Also, yeah. I think number three, I think went on there. Yeah, number and, three is uh, one I played a lot on it. Yeah, and as much as I love those games, you just can't play them on console. Yeah, I mean, the, like some of my earliest gate like PC gaming was on RTS. So like your Age of Empires, Age of Mythology. Games like that, that was sort of what I was brought up with for my original PC gaming. And I've always just, that sort of game, I c couldn't imagine having all those hotkeys translate into like the amount of buttons that's on a controller. Yeah, it, but, it's, it's shocking how easy they've made it look. Yeah, <laughs> considering <laughs> how advanced we are and it's taken this long yeah. for them to be able to put yeah. it on your controller. Just, yeah, go, just go play it, Ross. Anyone that's listening or watching, go do it. You won't be sorry. And plus, Game Pass. Exactly, it's on Game now, Pass. PC, why not, eh? Um, I assume the, the original PC version is on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's on console and PC. The Definitive Edition's on there as well. It looks beautiful yeah. on the PC. Like, assuming you ramp everything up to full whack. Oh, it's a good-looking game. It still looks great on Series X, to be honest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It looked pretty damn good on a fucking cloud on my little phone. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah, go check, go check that one out. Um, Graham, have you got anything else you've been playing, or are you going to check out Age of Empires at all? Yeah, I think I might give Age of Empires a check. I, I can't commit to it because I'm starting getting flashback nightmares of talking about the time I wasted on Command and Conquer building yeah. a four hour army for a 10 minute mission. Yeah, so that well, kind this of is a slow pain. build. Like Age of Empires is a very slow build, yeah. You know, it's, it's like PUBG against Fortnite, you know, it's yeah, like it's PUBG. a different type <laughs> RTS. Like, yeah, I think if you were to compare it to something like a Command and Conquer, um. Command and Conquer is build your army, use your army to defend your area while you build your base to get better stuff, build a bigger army, go kill the other person's army. Mm. Whereas Age of Empires, it's much like, right, you need to like think about your cultivation, your water, your buildings. There's a massive back part to do before you just think, army! Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, all I did was raise, uh, kill some sheep and... <laughs> uh, farms or something, I think. And you then, lost uh, the sheep, Jay. Admit it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, well, I'll jump in with Dead Space real quick then, and then we'll, we'll get back to one of you guys. Um, so I've been playing it since last week. Obviously, like I said, I've only played like an hour on last week's podcast. I've been playing it almost every night this week, and it's just fucking brilliant. Are we all are fans of the original Dead Space here? Please oh yes. Oh yes. I was alright with it. Um. So. <clears throat> this is a remake in terms of the visuals and the audio and stuff more than something like Resident Evil 2 remake, which kind of reworked everything. So which the it should be. Yeah, the story is kind of basically the same. The the Ishimura is basically as you remember, it's got a few tweaks to the way they've laid it out, so it's a bit more free flowing, but it's not like the the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the police station Resident Evil 2 and that where it's like 
it looks the same, but it's completely reworked, like left, right, and center. Um, but it's 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 still just one of the best survival horror games probably ever made. It's tense. It's it's genuinely frightening. There's been more than one time this week where uh, I've sort of been walking down a corridor, and, and like I said last week, I know something's coming. And then not only does something come, but something comes from behind, from the top, from the side. And then I get into a room and I think, oh, there's a save point. Save points are normally safe, aren't they? Nope. Get to the save point. Fucking someone comes flying across. Where the fuck did you? I'm trying to save the game. You can't. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's it's, ter- it's tense. It's terrifying. But it's also got just the right amount of action. Not like Dead Space 3 where it went way too far. It's sort of it's just, right, here's a big set piece. There's lots of enemies to fight. Right, you've killed them. Right, let's calm down for five seconds. Ah, I got you, fucker. We're gonna throw some more at you. Ah, oh, no, leave me alone. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I think I've got like a chapter or two left to finish. Um, they're about an hour long each, and I'll, I really should have finished this week, but for some reason it's taken me a lot longer to get through it than than I expected. But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying the the way they've re- revamped the visuals. It looks lovely. It sounds lovely. It plays lovely, and it's nice to have it back. Please, more of this and no more Dead Space two or three. That'd be wonderful. Um, oh, Dead Space Two was alright, but three. Dead Space years. Two was like acceptable. Yeah. Three, yeah. well, it's not mentioned. Yeah, we, we need it's to. A third person shooter, right? Yeah, so third yeah. person over the ca- over the shoulder, much like Resident Evil Four. <laughs> Get another mention of it in. Um, Here's a war type uh, idea. Yeah, over the shoulder, walking through corridors, lots of monsters jump out. You'd lights flicker on and off, steam, smoke, explosions, all sorts of stuff. Um, Are you playing it with headphones? Damn right, player headphones and a proper crank the volume up as well. So oh yeah, when those uh, like the horror violins kick in, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and they've given me a jump a few times. Uh, and there was there was one bit, one bit, one bit, le- boy, yeah. one bit <laughs> uh, was it last night or the night before, where I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, and the the, the monster jumped out and the violin started, and I I, I literally I was like, threw my control. I was like, fuck off, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get to the next bit. Um, yeah, and no, I'm really, really enjoying it. Really good, very good remake. My review, I think, will be up. I can't remember when I said it got Monday or Tuesday. Um, and hopefully, I'll finish it over the next couple of nights. But yeah, really, really, really highly, highly recommended remake ahead of the uh, March release of Resident Evil 4. I don't know if I mentioned that one yet or not, but not yet. No, it's coming out soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's a bit of Gold Night, and I haven't really had a chance to play anything else. Um, Graham, have you played much else this week? I have, but I just that was redacted, so I can't talk about that one. Yes, you, yes, we'll uh, we'll keep shtum on that one for now. Um, I, will, <laughs> I got, I will I got rid of the redacted when I seen the message. <laughs> oh, yes, I will also check that one out at some point soon, and we can talk about it soon. Um, cool. Uh, uh, Ross, back to you then. PUBG. We're playing a bit ah. of PUBG earlier on. We're going to talk about it now. Oh. That got very loud. Why did that get very that loud? Very loud. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went for some chicken dinners. Um, no, fancy the wee No, stupid. Got down to the last. Uh, I got one v one in one of them. Um, but then when it was like a level five hundred guy who had like his own custom banner, um, every one of his guns had unique skins. He had like fancy outfits and that, and I was like, ah, yeah, that's that's not going to end well for me here, is it? Yeah. No. But uh, no, nah, just I, I, I like I like PUBG as. It's not the most polished game in the world, but it's the uh, battle royale I enjoy the most because it is more of a tactical, realistic type game. Yeah. Um, so everything in it, like just even things like bullet drop from your sniper shots, um, 
how how little amount of bullets you need to put into somebody to actually down them. Um, just there's it's more realistic for a, a shooter type game that I like um, playing with my mate. Um, just loads of different maps from when it first launched. Uh, still, still could be doing with some work in regards to it. Is still a wee bit janky in places like even on the Series X when you're spawning in it still takes a wee bit of time for everything to render in properly which when you think how long it's been getting worked on they should have ironed that out by now I would have said but it's still a great laugh it's still one of the few games that if I get like into the top five I can like physically feel my heart starting to race in my chest because um, it's getting like the anticipation of am I going to do it is it going to happen um, some comedy moments that happening as well um my mate didn't realize which type of grenade they had equipped um I'm blaming dan right <laughs> dan doesn't know how to throw grenades um and one of the one of the new grenades they've got is so in in pubg same way all the rest of them it's got like, the play zone that shuts in and this grenade makes a, a basically a, a portable play zone so you throw it, it expands out of a bubble. If the people are near it, it starts depleting their health rapidly. So we seen two people bolt in their building. So we thought, right, we'll stealth in, flash bang the top of the stairs, run up, he'll take right, I'll take left, shotguns blazing, that'll be it. Threw the grenade, didn't realise it was the portable play zone, took out half of our health. <laughs> we were then running away from this play zone. They two come jumping out the window, knock him, I take two of them out. And it's just like... That was a bit of a shit show. Uh, that that could have been executed a little bit better, to say but the that's least. That's part of the fun, though. Exactly, it's and that's like that. the that's the comedy aspect of it. Which, as much as it's more of a, a serious type battle royale, you still get hilarious moments like that. <laughs> no, no, I, I do enjoy. I'm oh, sorry, I did enjoy our time when we played PUBG quite a lot when it mm. not long after it released on the Xbox, but. Yeah, I think these days I'd much rather uh, do some flossing than John Cena yeah. remotes. I mean, like, it, it's not something that I, th- I think I would play like every night of the week, but like once every other week, twice every other week, just to get in there and get some just banter moments like that, the chance to get a chicken dinner. It's a nice mm-hmm. week experience. PUBG was the one game that made Jamie more tactical and not just race off by himself <laughs> when you're playing as a team. <laughs> it was I, actually- I did. It was actually, have you got the ammo? Yes, okay, let's share that ammo. Have you got this gun? Have you got a backpack? It was all very, yeah. it was like, what is this? What is this I can do it when I want to. to. It's just not often that I want to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I play, I did a lot of duos with, uh, I think, Jake when you guys went on because we, I think me and him did quite a lot. We got quite a lot of dinners in the end. Mm. Um, obviously, I haven't played for a few years, so I can't imagine it would be any good now. But, um, well, maybe yeah. it calls for a tavern night of PUBG gaming. That'd be, that would definitely, it's quite good with the new maps as well, um, so the, you've got your original map and then they've got a couple of quite condensed maps, so it's less players in it, but the action is pretty much from the second you touch down, yeah. so there's a, there's a much more abundance of weapons, ammo, backpacks, helmets, stuff like that, like every building you go into you're guaranteed to almost get a gun, a backpack and a vest. Um, because you're basically you're in, you're stocking up, and it's like a gunfight within the, maybe the first 45 seconds to a minute that you're in before the first play zone's there, over. You've probably yeah. had a gunfight. I just oh, so, uh, so, so, so the rounds of a minute long. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just remember being kitted out, and then but you would never put shoes on because if you had shoes on, it would make more noise. Bare, yes. bare feet. Is it still the case? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> um, but they've even got um, they've got a respawn map now as well. So if you go down and your partner survives, it's like the Gulag and Warzone. They can get a chance to go into an arena if they survive the arena. They get brought back into the game. Um, there's there, there's a new one on a map we found last night, and it's got similar idea again to Warzone. That it's got like a bunker with really high end loot, but you need to find a key card and um, get the key card. Go to the bunker, swipe it, you'll get access to the the goodies. Um, we didn't know that. We just stumbled across the bunker. Going, oh, look, goodies! <laughs> Open door. It's like you do not have the required key card. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the one time we'll have found this bunker and that'll be it. We'll never find it again. You like key cards for days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely be up for playing some some PUBG or just any sort of battle royale. I think we had a great time playing Halo and stuff like that before. So let's do it. Let's get a tavern gaming night going. Um, yeah, but nice PUBG. Good, good chicken dinner. Almost winner. Woohoo! <laughs> Almost. Um, Pete, you got one more game in the list. Assassin's Creed Chronicles thingy china china yeah it's a game that's been on my back catalog i think ian bought them actually it's been on my back catalog for years obviously i think it came out in 2018 and i finally got around to starting and completing it last week um it was really enjoyable actually it was um i was quite surprised at how much i enjoyed it and i didn't want to put it down it was just kind of like oh better do this level oh shit better do this oh better do that and then it it kind of makes you want to do the side objectives mm. as well. Um, and yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to play through the India and Russia one as well. But um, yeah, it, it's, I would like to see more of these, but I think it might, if they do do too many, I think it might get a bit kind of samey. Yeah. Um, but I think this is, I think for what they were, I think these were little gems. Um, they don't take long to complete, like probably between eight and ten hours depending on how you know skilled you are um so yeah it's definitely worth checking out these games actually if you've never come across them i think um ubisoft did a good job of these yeah i've really enjoyed the china one and i, I played them all i think my least favorite was the india one but yeah they're all they're all really good um and something different from assassin's creed it's not massive open worlds and rpg mechanics it's just 2d side scrolling a bit of stealth, a bit of action, and, and off you go. Yeah, I mean, even Graham can play this because you don't even, even though you don't even need to do stealth, you can just go one on one with everyone if you really want to because you've got the, yeah. the blocking and the rolling and all that kind of stuff. So, obviously, yeah. assassins are basically stealth, but if you did want to go gung ho, <laughs> you can. I did briefly dabble into the China one. I know what you mean. You can just yeah. go gung ho, which I did do. I yeah. didn't complete it, but I did play it for a good couple of hours. Yeah, I think yeah. one of them was Games of Gold, I think, at some point, which is why mm. I tried the first one, and then I ended up buying the other two when they come out, mm. because I really enjoyed them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all three are on special offer, actually. I think you can get all three for under 10 quid, I think, on the store. I mean, that's a bargain. Like that. yeah, yeah. A, isn't there a Ubisoft sale on the Xbox store at the minute? Isn't there? Yes. yes. I mean, there is normally a, a Ubisoft sale. I've seen actually, I, I, th I think it might be like 15 quid for free, which works out a fiver per game, which is... Um, Decent, to be fair. Yeah, more than more than <laughs> decent because yeah, they're really really good little games and Assassin's Creed fans like Ross. If he hasn't already played them, you should be playing them. Have you played them, Ross? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I, the only other one, the only other one that I played like this was on the um, oh, crap the the iPhone uh, Assassin's Creed Ident 
tell you a lot to say it was called. Um, but I've not picked up one of these three as much as I've seen. And I think the, the reason not playing the, the China one is simply because it then like, irritates me that they haven't brought out an Assassin's Creed Japan as one of the main <laughs> storyline games. Like why, why they thought Japan wasn't the first place to go to, I don't understand. Not yet, not yet. One day, perhaps. I mean, we've got yeah, the, uh, the fingers crossed. That's going to be like the creme de la creme one. one well, they're all into special stuff now. Yeah. All the when when Ubisoft can actually release games and not keep cancelling everything and yeah. <laughs> announcing stuff and forgetting about it. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so that I, I just, think just quickly, just to round off, I've done those. Oh. Sorry, sorry, Jay. No, no, um, I finished off Red Legends this week. I finished the story off of that. Um, and a quick shout out to my seven-year-old son Harry, who completed his first Pokemon game today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought played, without he played, Ian here we might escape the Pokemon, but obviously carry on. <laughs> he played Brilliant Diamond and he played Pokemon Sword, but he didn't complete either. But he's uh, he he got he uh, he completed Pokemon Scarlet today. So booyah! Um, proud of him for completing the Pokemon game because they're not they're not short games. So yeah, they are not. No, no. Nice job. Well done, Harry. Yeah. Well done. Um, now next time play a good game and, and tell us how you uh, get on the <laughs> well he wanted to play Pikmin afterwards so you, you'll be happy to oh it. yes right he's back in my good books well done he's um, redeemed <laughs> he saw the he saw the he goes he, I was scrolling straight and he goes oh is that new Pikmin I was like yeah so he's like, oh, right. it's kind of under my birthday. I was like, yeah, it is. Damn right. Bring me some more Pikmin. Yes, please. That'd be wonderful. Um, right, cool. Anyone else got anything they played or should we move on to the round it off because we've been going for fucking nearly two hours already? Yes, we have. <laughs> Dan's like, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we keep using that excuse, but I don't think we can, it can hold much water. Whatever, <laughs> on it. Um, all right, so we've got plenty of reviews going up on the site and going up on the site, including one from myself, one from Pete, one from Graham coming up. Ooh. Uh, special special surprises which you can look forward to in the month of may uh may fucking hell that's February. a long time that's a ross review oh yeah well yeah ross in may uh we got an interview with the 10 dates producer samuel lay which is uh, a game coming out in a couple of weeks uh you were big up on five uh, five dates wasn't five it? five dates was was very enjoyable and 10 dates um you can yeah redacted hit, double the fun about you can hear all about nearer the launch day of February the 14th, I imagine, from various places, yeah. including perhaps xboxtam.com. Um, yes, we've got some questions that we, we forwarded to them to answer about the game and, and Wales Interactive in general. We've got Clunky Hero, which Daniel reviewed on YouTube. You can go watch that. It'd be wonderful. Uh, and we've also got SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake review, which oh. I think is... Is that a new game or is that a remake of an old game? I'm not entirely sure, but James will review that for us. Um and uh, I mean, none of them scored particularly high, but them out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've got plenty of other reviews, like I said, coming up this week, including my Dead Space one and one of the cloud gaming controller, which is the Game Sir X2 Pro, I think it's called. Um, and if you have a bits and pieces, so go check them out. However, if you don't want to go check them out, which you should do, obviously, you might want to go check if things come into Game Pass. And this, early in February, we must have a decent list, Ross, of things coming to Game Pass. Um, we've got three, four games. That are for February confirmed. Good. Um, so we've got Darkest Dungeon, which is everywhere, console cloud PC, which is February 2nd. Grid Legends is come to the cloud on February 2nd. Hot Wheels Unleashed Game of the Year edition on February 7th for cloud, console and PC. And then the biggie, which I am super buzzing for, is Atomic Heart coming February 21st on console is definitely confirmed, but there is a TBD for, I presume, cloud. 
Nice. So yes, that that looks like it will be a lot of silly fun in the vein yeah. of something like perhaps Bioshock slash Fallout slash. I ha- I got very much f- uh, Bioshock mixed with a little bit of We Happy Few. Yes. yes. Very much it looks like a bit crazy. Very much comedic, but fucking like scarily terrifying at the same time. Like it's yeah. a very fucked up world to be in. Yes. So very much looking forward to that. And when was that? The twentieth of some twenty first. Twenty first. So yeah, looking forward to to playing that one on uh, Game Pass at some point soon. However, Ian's not here, Pete. So you've uh, gained the honours of telling us what's leaving Game Pass. Hopefully, you've got the document open and what is leaving us in February. So uh, no confirmed dates, but I believe all these will be leaving uh, before the fifteenth of Feb. So get on get on them while you can. So first one is Besiege. Uh, second one is a game we've already talked about got tonight crossfire x uh you got the last kids on earth and the staff of doom uh, you got recompile skull the hero slayer and i believe one that uh graham was quite high on uh infernax yeah that's pretty good they're all leaving and recompile is also excellent as well highly recommend checking that like metroidvania style game out so go check that out before the 50th of february you got 10 days to get on it play it wonderful graham Yes. Obviously, all the cool kids have got Game Pass, and you know they're leaving games, they're losing games, sorry, they're gaining games. But the real, the real old school OG Xbox players always look forward to games with gold because they offer such tremendous titles. As uh, yes, we have uh, For the King, which is now available from February the first to the twenty eighth, and you have Autonauts from January sixth to February the fifteenth, and coming soon, you have. Um, <laughs> guts. I can't remember what this thing was now. Guts and guts and goals here. Yeah, guts and goals from February sixteenth to March the fifteenth. Yes, uh, a good little fun little uh, arcadey type game that one. But I'm not sure about the other two. But go okay, go check them out. They're free. Why not redeem them? What the hell? What have you got to lose? Eh? Free games. That's what we got to lose. Go and redeem them. All right, cool. So, anyone else got anything to bring up, or should we uh, get into the Xbox Tavern After Dark segment, which you can get on Patreon.com/slash/Xbox for for two pound a month? Go check it out, please. Booyah! Oh, we're all done. I think we're all done. Sounds good. It's been an extended episode of Xbox Tavern X Pod Tavern One Hundred and Six, which we record every Sunday at eight pm. Ish. Thank you. That was very energetic. I enjoyed that. Uh, yes, thank you. If you made it this far, you're here. We love you, and we will check you out. Next week with 107th, well, hopefully there'll be some more games not cancelled, announced and played and wonderful and things. That'd be nice. That'd be lovely. I've been Jamie. You can follow me at Enexan on Twitter or Xbox. You can find Special Guest Pete. At Peter Kinnich. Uh, Graham. At Graham Reaper. And Russ. At Scottish Croft. Cool. We'll see you all next week for another wonderful episode. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.